Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. Faith is necessary when raising children. A lot of faith sometimes is needed when raising children. And when I think of this man here, and I think of the troubles that he had, I think we can be encouraged by how the Lord blessed him. Now let's just consider his situation for a moment. The Bible tells us that his son was near death. He was a nobleman. This man had a position, meaning he probably had wealth. He had the ability to contact the doctors and everyone else that could help him. And evidently there was nothing that could be done. His child was sick and his child was near death. And so he takes off to meet Christ. Uh, We know the trip had to be at least 20 to 25 miles. He didn't have a car or a bus. So it was a good trip as far as a good portion of the day to get there. And just consider for a moment all the... All the the details of this trip, could you imagine the the heart, how heavy his heart was this whole time? Thinking, i got to see Christ. He's my only hope now. Uh, I tell you, as a dad, I'd be thinking of my son an awful lot on this trip. And I'm sure he was too. Uh, Another thought here is, think of how hard it was for him to leave. Uh, I know if my son was near death or I had a child near death, I'd want to be there uh, when they went into eternity. And so this man had to make this decision. Is he going to go see Christ? And so I imagine as he he heads out and he takes off, there were probably a lot of things going through his heart and his mind. And I imagine it was heavy, burden there. Uh, And he just had to find a place of hope, a place of help. This morning, I hope to encourage you, dads, as you raise your children, because maybe you can relate. Maybe not physically. Uh, Maybe you can relate as far as spiritually. Uh, Maybe you have a child who's just not living unto God. Maybe you have a child who is struggling with something in their life. And there's nothing you can really do about it except for go to Christ. Or maybe you do have a child who's dealing with some physical issues this morning. And you want to go to God for them. Well, I hope to encourage you. I hope you see how this father's faith was rewarded. And how I believe your faith will be rewarded as well. So let's consider this passage here. I just have three thoughts. I believe his faith was rewarded because he had honor for Christ. He, he looked to Jesus Christ, okay? And notice, I'll start with respect, uh, how he came to Christ. It tells us here in John chapter 4. It says here in verse 47, When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Okay, as far as respect, notice he traveled to Christ. He didn't summons Christ. Okay, this was a nobleman. This man had position, had some authority. He didn't say, I'm going to demand Christ come here and help me out. He took the trip himself. We're going to get into humility here in a little bit, but I think we see it right up front. This man was willing to go to God to seek help. And I think we could say he had some faith, even if it was just a little bit. He believed Jesus could heal his son. And that's why he's going to Christ. And so we find him approaching Jesus Christ correctly. Uh, Not disrespectfully, not demanding, uh, not rude, but correctly. First question for you dads, do you approach God? Do you pray? 
do you pray? I hope the answer is yes. Uh, I know in my own prayer life, every time I think about prayer, I think I could pray more. I could talk to God more. I should talk to God more. I should talk to God more about my family, about my children, about my burdens, about my problems. Uh, Do you pray? Do you go to God? This man prayed. He, He went to Christ looking for help. So I want to encourage you dads to pray. Pray for your children. Pray for your family. Pray that God will bless them. And now if you have specific problems or if they have specific hurts, then take those to God. Ask God to help them with those problems. Ask God to work in their lives. But I encourage you to pray. And how you approach God is important. Pray with respect and reverence, seeking God's help. And that's what this man did. So we find him going to God as far as respect. And here's his request now. Notice in John chapter 4, we find a, a very simple request. It says here, He went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Okay, so it's a simple request. He wants Christ to come and heal his son. But let me point out a few things here that the Lord is going to address before he would give an answer. And there are things that I think God has to address in our hearts too. Okay, first one is notice the expectations that were in this man's heart. Place. He believed Jesus had to go to provide the healing. Now, it's a subtle expectation, but it's there. Okay, he believed Jesus had to go with him because he had to be on location to heal. And in a sense, the the second part of the expectation is the manner. He believed Jesus had to do it a certain way. And that's how he approached Christ. Take notice, Jesus didn't go with a man. You know, what we find is God is not at our disposal. Alright? Sometimes we think he is. But he's not. He's God. He's Almighty. He's the Creator. And this man had a few expectations that God had to deal with. And he's going to deal with these expectations. But first, let me give you a few thoughts here. How expectations can get in the way of our faith. And how they can hinder faith. Because I think this is something as Christians we struggle with. And maybe as dads we might struggle with. Uh, The expectation here. It's easy to believe that God has to work in a certain way when he works something out. Let me give an example. There are times we might plan everything out and then expect God to fulfill our plans. Or we go in prayer and we have the idea of how we think God should work in the life of our children. And we take that expecting God to to work that thing out. Don't establish your plans and demand God to carry them out. Okay? That's not faith. Let God be the judge of what's best. You see, God can bring someone to Him in any way. God can bring a healing in any way that He chooses to. So let God work as He wills. Take your problem to God. Honor Him. Don't try to control or demand or direct God. Ask God for help. And then wait upon God to work in the way He deems best. You know, the way God works in your problem, whether it's with a child or a different problem, may be in a way that you never expected, that you never even thought of. But when it's finished, it would be the best way because it's God's way. And so this man had a few expectations. Now, they weren't major ones, but they were there. He he thought Christ had to come on down. Uh, I read where one person put it this way, he was looking for a doctor and not necessarily the creator. And doctors are good. I praise the Lord for doctors. 
But what he found out is Jesus Christ is not only the great physician, but he's also the son of God. And he could heal in many different fashions. And so what we find here is that we basically need to give way as far as our expectations. They're going to have to give way to faith. In other words, if we want to be blessed, we're going to have to live by faith. So dads, here's a few thoughts for you. Let God work in your children's lives. Teach them the ways of God. Read the Bible to them. Take them to church. Teach them the right ways. Of course, live the example. But then let God work in their hearts. You know, there are a lot of people today, and here's the way I'll put it. They're miserable because they're carrying out the will of their parents instead of the will of God. In other words, let God take them and use them for His glory and honor. Raise them after Him. Teach them to go to Him. Obviously, pray for their salvation. Teach them how to be saved. But that's a decision they have to make. And then wait on God to work. Never stop praying. Never stop, stop leading. But trust God will do His part. And that's what we have to do as parents, as dads. Uh, I can tell you that's a lot easier said than done. All right? Sometimes it's a, a lot easier to try to, to, to get involved and direct everything. But we have to wait on God at times and trust Him. And that's what this man had to do. He had to trust God to work in the situation. And that, that comes down to my next point here this morning. This requires some humility. And that's why this man was blessed. That's why his faith was rewarded. Because he was humble before Christ. Notice the response of Jesus. It's not the typical response that you would expect in this situation. Let's put it this way. If I went to a doctor today to be healed, I wouldn't expect something like this. It's almost, I don't want to say a rejection, but it almost is a rejection here. Notice what he says in verse 46. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. So, first, his faith was challenged. His faith was challenged. Now, this was what I would call a subtle rebuke. The Lord knew this man's heart. Okay? And Christ in this passage before had been talking about signs and wonders. Uh, Basically how people looking for things. He'd been teaching on that in different areas here. But here's what we find. Jesus rebuked the man subtly. And like others, basically I guess within this man's heart, he wanted evidence. He wanted a sign or a wonder before he would believe. See, that's not faith. He wanted to see something. He wanted something he could hold on to or, or, or just say, yes, okay, that's it. Before he would believe. And that's what Jesus is saying. He said, except you see this, you're not going to believe. That's what you're, you're seeking. You're seeking the sign. You're seeking the wonder. And, and unfortunately, a lot of others are doing the same, even today. You know, many miracles in the Bible, for many of the miracles were what we would call the condition of belief. In other words, the attitude was, show me and I'll believe. Show me and I'll believe. Well, that's not faith. It's interesting, they even did that when he was on the cross. Well, if you're, if you're the Son of God, then come on down. Now think of all the other miracles he had already performed. He'd raised Lazarus from the dead just a few weeks earlier. Isn't that enough to prove that he's the Son of God? You see, they weren't looking to believe by faith. They were looking for signs and wonders. I'm under the belief that if Christ would have got off the cross, those same people would have said, well, do this now. They would have just kept going and going because there was no faith there. So Jesus tests this man's faith and he challenges him. He says, you're just looking for signs and wonders. That's what you're here for. And if I don't give you one, you're not going to believe. 
So he rebuked him. You see, that's where we need to consider some things here. Okay, We just need to trust in God without the signs and wonders. See, that's what faith is. There are going to be times in your life you're going to want to map out every detail. Have everything right in front of you before you go. Have it all set in place before you take off and trust in God. Before you will move or before you act, you're going to want to know everything. Well, is that faith? That's not faith. And there's nothing wrong with planning. The Bible talks about that. But what ends up happening is we we don't live by faith. We begin to live by sight. We want to know all the answers before we do anything. Uh, think of the, some of the illustrations in the Bible. Did David know how Goliath was going to die when he went out there with that sling and stone? No, but he went anyway. Did Peter know for sure if he could walk on water when he stepped out of the boat? Obviously not, but he went anyway. You see, those are acts of faith. You may not know how everything is going to work out, and that's okay. And by the way, as dads, that's how it's going to be as you raise your children. I have discovered that. Okay? We don't know how everything is going to work out. But that's okay. God does. And that's where we trust in Him. And that's where we go by faith. Trusting God will work in the lives of our children. We pray for Him. We teach Him. We encourage Him. And we live by faith that God will direct their steps. Because He's promised to. Now... The Lord may bring you to this point. Think of this nobleman here. I imagine he was a planner. He was an organizer. I imagine he had everything worked out as far as his business and his work. And guess where God took him? God took him to the point where he had to say, Lord, just help me. Just help me. I don't know how you're going to do this, but I need your help. And that's what I want to talk about next. This is where his faith was confirmed. Okay, his faith was confirmed. Notice it says in verse 49, here's his answer. The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down, ere my child die. Okay, now there's still that expectation that Christ has to be there to heal. But notice a few things here. This is where humility took over, I think, in this man's heart. He accepted the rebuke. He accepted it. He didn't argue with Christ. He accepted it. But notice what he did. He asked the Lord for help. It's almost as if saying, Lord, you're right. I was looking for that. I tell you, if I was in this man's place, I'd be the same way. I would love to hear the Lord say, I'm coming, and I'm going to heal him when I get there. Let's go. This man agreed, in a sense, and said, Lord, just please heal my son. In other words, that's all I'm looking for. Here's a few thoughts to think of. Well, one, really. His flesh didn't get in the way of his faith. Two ways I think his flesh could have gotten in the way here. First one, he could have got angry at the rebuke. He could have got upset. How dare he speak to me like this? And he could have walked away out of anger. You know what he would have lost? He would have lost a blessing. A great blessing. Because of his flesh. Uh, Here's another way his pride could have gotten in the way. He could have been offended. And out of pride, left. And because of that pride, it would have hindered not only his faith, but also the blessing to follow. So what we find here, and here's the lesson for us, his flesh did not get in the way of his faith. Actually, I think his faith overcame his flesh. He got to the point where he just humbled himself before God and said, Lord, I need your help. He didn't argue with the Lord. The Lord was correct. He didn't ask for more evidence. He said, God, I, I, he didn't say, Lord, I want this evidence. I want to see. 
Basically, he said, Lord, just help me out. You see, humility is always required before faith. Always. We're not going to have faith unless we're humble before God. If we're proud, it's going to get in the way. We're going to seek to do things our way. It reminds me of the story of Naaman in the book of Kings. Naaman was a man who uh, had leprosy. Traveled all the way into Israel. I'll use this as an illustration. He traveled all the way into Israel to Samaria from Syria. So that way he could be healed of his leprosy. He finally met with Elisha after having to travel everywhere. And I think that probably put him off. He gets to Elisha and Elisha says, instead of meeting him and coming out and greeting him in big formal fashion and making a big deal out of this mighty general, this captain of the Syrian army, Elisha basically says, sent a messenger and said, hey, just go tell him to dunk seven times in the Jordan River and everything's going to be okay. And that was it. The Bible tells us that Naaman was furious. He was mad. This man was filled with pride. He was so upset that he was ready to march away. First, he was upset at the message itself. The Bible tells us, he said, the Jordan River? Now, I've never been there, but I've talked to people who have, and they say the Jordan River is filthy, it's dirty. And he's saying, you want me to wash in that river seven times? How about one of these clean mountain rivers up back where I've come from in Syria? So he was mad at the message. He thought it was foolish. And then secondly, the Bible tells us he was mad at the messenger himself. He was upset because he wasn't shown the, the proper etiquette that a man of his position deserved. And out of pride, guess what? He was going to go. Until one of his servants, or a couple of his servants, said, Hey, you came down here to be healed. All he's doing is telling you to go dunk yourself seven times. Can't you at least give it a shot? Sometimes humility is what's needed, folks, before faith is exercised and before the blessings come. And the Bible tells us Naaman went down to the river. And he did just as God had directed, dunked himself seven times uh, I don't know if he was furious each time he came up, thinking, what am I doing? I look like a fool out here. But he did it. Humbled himself before all his leaders, all his men probably watched him. And here he is in this dirty river. And on the seventh time he comes up, he's healed. Why? Faith is what healed him. Now, obviously it's not in the faith, it's, it's God who's healed him. But it was because he acted by faith. He trusted what God told him. So let's bring this back here as dads. There are going to be times where we're not going to know what God has planned. We've got to set our pride aside. We say, God, I need your help. I don't know how to deal with this problem. I don't know how to get through this situation. Will you please help me with this? Help me with my child, whether it's a physical or a spiritual situation. God, help me to make the right decisions. And so what we find here is his faith was confirmed as far as he believed. And I think this is where we need to be, all of us. We need to be to the point in life where we can just say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether it's in church, whether it's just driving down the street and someone cuts you off and you want to mumble something, you say, Lord, help me. Help me to be gracious. See, we need to be at the point where we just say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me with this. And that's where he got to. And for some of us, it may take a little bit to get there sometimes. But we need to get to that place. And here's my last one here. And this is why his faith was rewarded. He had hope in Christ. He had hope in Christ. Notice it says here in verse 50, it says, And Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. Three thoughts here. First, he believed Notice what Jesus said. Jesus said, go that way, thy son liveth. He didn't put on a big show for this man. 
He didn't give him any signs, any wonders. He just said, okay. That's how a lot of prayers, I think, are answered today even. We take them to God and we ask. And uh, I'll admit there are times I'd like to see more of an answer. I'd like to see, I would love to see an answer immediately in a big you know, sign there saying, go this way or do this. But often the answer is just like this. Okay, I heard and I'm going to answer. You just go your way. And we have to go our way. And we trust God will answer the prayer. See, that's faith. Trusting the Lord. And so that's what this man did. He went his way. Now, the Lord healed with his word in this situation, which uh, should not surprise us because the Bible tells us the world was created with his word. He spoke the world into existence back in the book of Genesis. And so the word of God is mighty. The word of God is powerful. And here Jesus said, it's done. He's healed. And notice the man. The Bible says the man believed. That's the key here. That's That's where the faith is. He believed. He believed in Christ. And he believed his son was healed. He didn't need a sign. He didn't need evidence because he took God at his word. Here's a question this morning I want to ask you. Do you believe God's word? And let me phrase this again. I didn't ask if you read it. Do you believe it? There's a big difference than of reading the word, studying the word, and then believing the word. Do you believe God's word? There are a lot of promises in here that God has given to us. There's a lot of direction we have. Do we believe that? Or do we just understand it? You see, as far as believing the word of God, folks, that's where faith is. I haven't seen heaven. God didn't give me a tour when I was saved. I'm still here. I believe it's there, though, because God has said so. As far as the future with God, I'm yet into eternity. I'm right here. But I believe God will keep me in eternity because he has said so. See, there are a lot of promises that God has given to us. He's promised to provide our needs. I believe that. See, that's faith. We don't know how he's going to provide at times. But he said, I will. And in this case, as far as the Father, God said he's healed. And he believed God. Uh, Someone put it this way once. He he just clung to the Word of God and he went home. As dads, there are going to be times you have to cling to the Word of God and then just go forward. I'll give you an example. Uh, Proverbs 22, verse 6. You can turn there if you'd like. I'll read it here in just a sec. Proverbs 22, 6 is a popular proverb when it comes to to dads, to moms, uh, to parenting, to children. I believe there's been Father's Days and Mother's Days I've preached on this verse here. And in the future, I may do other messages on this verse. Here it is. Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Let me read it to you again. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Okay, this verse gives us some direction. But we also have a promise found in this verse. Okay, the direction. Train up a child in the way he should go. In other words, don't don't leave your children to be trained by the world or taught by the world. Now, obviously... We're not talking necessarily about education in the world. We're talking about their spiritual well-being and their knowledge of God. Train them up in the way they should go, in the way they should live. Teach them about God. Teach them about God's Word. Talk to them about salvation. Talk to them about 
the Lord and their relationship with God. Teach them those ways. Teach by your words. Teach by your example. Teach by where you take them, whether it's to church, other places where they can learn more about God. But teach them, he says here, train up a child in the way he should go. And then here's the promise. When he is old, he will not depart from it. When he's old, he will not depart from it. I have discovered a few things. My children are still younger, but I've already discovered that they have minds of their own. And as they get older, they make their own decisions. They have to, especially when they become adults. That's their life, and they make their own decisions. And as a parent, there comes points where we may have to step back a bit. Well, that's where we go back to this word that God has given us. You train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, that does not mean your child will be perfect. There's no perfect person in this world. That does not mean they'll not make poor decisions or make a, a poor choice here and there. Okay? That means that if you did your part up front, the best of your ability, obviously we're not perfect either, so you just do it the best of your ability, you train them up in the way they should go, you trust God will take care of the rest at some point in the future. Some children, it doesn't take much for God to work. And then there's some, it takes a little bit more, because they may be like me, stubborn, set in ways, and so God will work over time. That's where you trust that God will carry out His part. That God will keep His word. See, that's a, that's a promise, parents, that you can cling to. You can hold on to. Just like this promise was given to this dad. He said, go home. Your, son, your son's healed. Well, you can believe this. This is God's word. If you do this, God will bless you and your child. Now, if you did not do this, some would say, well, I didn't know the Lord... Or I didn't do this. Well, that doesn't mean all is lost, okay? That's where you ask God's forgiveness. And you pray for your child that God will be gracious and merciful. And God understands. And God will still work in lives of people. So that's where you go from there. So this man believed. What we need to do is just believe in God's word and act upon it. Uh, as far as his behavior, notice what he did. There was no delay. No arguing with Christ. The Bible says he turned and went his way. You talk about obedience. See, that's what faith will do too. Faith leads to obedience. When you find people who are rebellious or people doing their own thing, there's a lack of faith right here. That's the problem. There's pride instead of faith. And so what we find here, this man now had been humbled. Christ told him what to do, and what did he do? He immediately did it. Obedience. Like James talks about in the Bible. As far as his works, his works were there because of his faith. And so we find him going back home because he believed. Uh, You know, he didn't seek any assurance. He didn't say, Lord, are you sure about this? Uh, Can I have this in writing? Can you make sure this is really what's going to happen when I go back to my son who's 25, 30 miles away? By the time, most think he probably didn't have time to get there that day. He probably either had to travel overnight or stay the night and go back the next day. Whatever the case, he went and he took off. He left because he had faith. And his faith drove him forward. And then finally we find that he was blessed. Notice we'll read here. It says, and it's verse 51, and he was now going down. His servant met him. Now, I've thought about this before. He leaves home. His son is near death. Nothing can be done. The Bible indicates he's on his 
last breaths, his last hours, so to speak. His dad's going back now. I imagine he's thinking, this is going to be good. It has to be. He's got faith. The initial thought, obviously, may have been, what's this news going to be? Now, maybe he saw the men smiling as they're riding up. I don't know. But they see him coming, and they ride up, and they say, hey, look, the Bible tells us, they say right away, he says, thy son liveth. Your son's okay. He's fine. And then he inquires about when it took place. And it took place when Christ had told him it would take place. So what we find here is the man was blessed. Before he reached home, he was told that all was well and that his son was healed. And eventually, you notice what happened next, his entire family. It says here, uh, then, at verse 53, So the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed, and his whole house. Now, something interesting about faith, faith is contagious. It really is. When you live by faith, others can be encouraged and begin to live by faith. Now think of this. This father's faith, this father's faith was a blessing to his whole house. Dads, that's one of the challenges I give to you this morning. You live by faith, your entire house is going to be blessed. Not just you. Your wife, your children, your grandchildren, everyone within your home or within your family is going to be blessed because you're living by faith. And that faith that you have, that God's going to work through, is going to be a blessing to others. So as dads, we must live by faith. You know, Hebrews 10 talks about the just shall live by faith. We've got to live by faith every single day. And this father's faith was blessed. He was rewarded for his faith. You know, in closing, let me wrap this up here this morning. Leading a family and raising children can be difficult. Sometimes you may think, man, it's impossible. You need help. That's what I want to share with you, dads. You need help. You need God's help. And God is there to help you. God is there to give you direction. If you seek His wisdom, James talks about we seek God's wisdom, He's going to give us wisdom. So you seek His wisdom, you seek His direction, He's going to provide that. God is there for you. And whether your children are at home still or even out of the house, you still, I, need, I believe, need to lead and live by faith. So I encourage you dads to trust God. Put your faith in God. Obviously, salvation, that's where it begins. Make sure you're saved. Make sure the pride has not kept you from repenting of your sin and believing on Christ for salvation. Settle that first. Make sure that you're saved, that you understand you're a sinner, and that you have repented of that sin. Turn from it. Turn to Christ for salvation. Believed on Jesus and accepted Him into your heart. You see, salvation is personal. Uh, It's not an issue where you're saved because your dad was saved, or you're saved because your mom was saved. You're saved because you understand you're a sinner, and you have repented and believed on Christ for salvation. And the Bible teaches whoever does this shall be saved. So make sure you're saved this morning. That's where faith begins. That's the beginning of faith. And then you must live by faith every single day, trusting God to work in situations. I want to encourage you this morning to hold on to God's Word. And trust Him to work. I'm going to give you a quote as we wrap this up. Uh, Tom Malone, late preacher Tom Malone said this. And this is something to encourage you as dads. uh, Because there are going to be some difficult days. He said this. He said, when God is going to do something wonderful, He starts with the difficult. 
And when he is going to do something miraculous, he starts with the impossible. So if you're going through a difficult time, or you have a situation maybe like this, Dad, where you have a child that you are praying for and going to God for, don't quit. That's my encouragement to you. Don't quit. Have faith in God. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today, and be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.